0: So I wanted to do a 2023 year in review, some personal stuff, some business stuff. I'm just going to be yapping for a while. This was inspired by two creators or podcasts in particular. I have uh, Greg Eisenberg's podcast where he did a year in review and then the all-in podcast where they do like their award show. So it's kind of a mixture of both those things that made me want to do this. First category I wanted to jump into was biggest wins this year. So this could be all over the place. And for me personally, the biggest win 2023 was my sleep. This is the first year in literally as long as I can remember that I've been able to sleep successfully. That might sound crazy to some of y'all. That might sound amazing to some of y'all who don't sleep well. I've never been someone who could sleep well. This is the first year that I really dialed in on it. And I've actually been able to, you know, I don't sleep well every single night, but for the most part, I, I sleep way better now than I probably have in the last 10 years. And I think this is because of two reasons. One, anytime you want to make a, a lifestyle change, for me, being able to sleep well is something everyone knows this, right? It, it, it's not something that is unknown at this point. Sleep is one of the major factors for, one, your health, but just like your happiness, being able to have energy and be able, being able to be productive and accomplish things. Getting a good night's sleep is so fucking important for all of those things and just accomplishing anything, right? And that is, and that is the biggest goal for me is having the energy to accomplish the things that I want to while I'm healthy and young and energized. Anytime you want to make a lifestyle change and and I could say this pretty confidently now, now that I've been through a lot of these things whether it's work or or whatever related, that needs to be the top priority in your life. Other things need to start working around that thing. So if you want to fix your sleep, what I found to help fix my sleep is I really don't drink that much anymore. I go to bed very early and I wake up really early. I get outside and get sunlight immediately and I really do not stray from those things anymore. If the rest of the things in my life don't really fit that narrative, then I tend to shy away from those things. Like this is the most important thing for me because I need to learn how to do this successfully in order to be able to put the other pieces in my life. It's the same thing with like fitness, right? If you want to change your lifestyle, if you really, really, really want to be great at something or change the way that your brain works, you need to put 100% commitment into that thing and have everything else revolve around it, right? If you want to do the fitness thing, going to the gym is not secondary. Eating healthy is not secondary. You can't say like, I'm going to go out and drink the entire weekend and then not go to the gym and not get enough sleep and not recover. And hopefully I'll like luckily back my way into a good body or a healthy mind or X, Y, Z. Like that needs to be the forefront of your lifestyle. If you want to understand and adapt and become what you're trying to become the same thing with work and content creation. If you're trying to get out of that nine to five rut and you're trying to get into something that you're passionate about, it cannot be secondary. You have to work as if that is your full-time thing. And that's not forever, but you need to be able to put everything into it and have everything else revolve around it so that you learn what it takes to actually be that person. And once you're really good at it, it might take three months. It might take six months. It might take five fucking years to really adapt to what that means, but then you could take your foot off the pedal right? That becomes like one of your identities. Me and Jay talk about that a lot. I think throughout life, you have different identities, things that you are really focused on and things you are really, really good at. And those become something that you're almost like an expert in, but they don't have to be the front facing thing of who you are forever. You get really good at it. And then it's something that you kind of have up your sleeve. Like that is one of my lifestyles. That is one of the things that I'm really good at. Once I feel like I've mastered it, then I can move on. So So that is one of my biggest wins, but also hopefully a learning point for you guys. If you're serious about making a change in your life, if you're serious about work, if you're serious about your body, your fitness, your mind, whatever, that needs to be forefront. Everything else needs to work around that. And you'll lose people in your life because of that. You'll have people making fun of you 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 will have people that are constantly asking like why you're doing this you're being weird the people that win in today's world are weird all right i guarantee you the people that have something weird about them are the ones that i am personally attracted to and i think most people are people don't like to be weird because people talk about them but people talk the weird people are the ones that get ahead and are the ones that are talked about you might equate being talked about as negative but i promise you it is positive so win number two for this year for me i would say is my mindset or idea of investing into really high quality people and things in order to get really high quality results. I think for a really, really long time, I took the stance of like putting all my time and being really resourceful like being in the trenches at all times as like this sign of strength which it is right and almost going back to the last point that became something of a lifestyle for me and it's something in my bag at all time like I know if something goes wrong or if I know I need something done I could do it because I've done it before but at this point this year was a huge year for me in terms of like investing into the bigger goals that I want to accomplish and as you scale like you need more people and you need a team and you need people who are great at things because everyone like goes through life they go through different paths and people are really great at specific things if you're doing a million different things. you It's really difficult to be great at everything. I can't be a video editor and a graphic designer and all this stuff. I've been better at delegating and investing into high quality people. A lot of times, listen, you get what you spend, right? You put money into people. You don't put a lot of money into people. You won't get a lot of good results. For example, if any of you guys watch our vlogs, we have a friend of mine. He does our vlogs now. He's a great video editor. He's really good behind the camera. So the quality of those vlogs have skyrocketed up but I pay him significant amount of money. We redesigned our brand guidelines in terms of our color palette, in terms of our fonts, in terms of like the text and all that kind of stuff. We paid someone a decent amount of money in order to do that. We went through and redesigned our logo. It's also a very high quality company that went and did that for us. Moving into a new office space next week, we hired a commercial interior designer to design the entire thing to make sure that the energy was there, that it was comfortable. Something that we want to invest heavily into. Something that has great energy somewhere that we really want to be. And I didn't. Try myself to be able to do that. I did that for this one and I like where we're at, but I don't want to have to do it again. So I was okay saying like, you know what? I invested so much time into what I'm doing here that it eventually translated into money. Now let me spend that money on people that could save me time and do something at a very high quality rate we invested into our first six-figure employer jl our cto i'm sorry if i'm putting you on blast here i don't think that is probably news to anybody at this point when you're the cto of a company you're probably getting paid relatively heavily all right so product and tech is something that we're going to be really 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 focused on over the next two to three years and i wanted to make sure i've been through different software engineers i've been through different designers i've been through different coders etc and at this point i'm willing to invest the heavy money into making sure that we do this correctly we're now working with a law firm that's really 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 good i've worked with a bunch of them because you just have to find that as you're scaling up you're like i need help with this i need help with this i need help with this when you try to go down the path of uh you know what let's just pay them the least amount of money but they'll get the job done you end up with the least amount of money type of results. All right. So we now have a law firm that I pay handsomely, but I could just pull up via email and be like, I got this problem. I need you to do this. What is this form? And it's taken fucking care of without a thought in my mind. Like, ah, I'm going to need to do extra things on top of this. No, they just clean the fucking house for me. So for me, as someone who is trying to step into the shoes of a leader, I've done a good job, I think, of now putting our resources in the right place to help us move forward. With number three, All the plants in this bitch are still alive. That's on me. I got the green fingers. Win number four is we were able to launch the uh, trivia channel on YouTube, which became a new stream of revenue for the business that has nothing to do with me. So that was like one of the not concerns, but one of the focuses that I needed to find and make sure that we started to expand as a business and started to grow and bring in different revenue streams where I didn't need to invest more time and I didn't have more overhead into it, right? Like investing into people that can grow these revenue streams. The trivia channel, we do an NFL trivia channel. uh, We're putting out probably four or five, six videos a week. That's starting to bring in $7,000 a month via Google AdSense, plus probably three, four or $5,000 a month via TikTok creativity program. We have not monetized anything on that besides straight from the platform. We have not really started selling merch. We have not productized. We have not given services or anything like that. So once we do, I imagine that's going to be a goldmine for us. So I'm really excited to develop a different revenue stream for the business. Speaking of business, we signed a deal with Underdog, Underdog Fantasy, to be partners with them exclusively for a two-year period. So that took place earlier this year, like April 2023, which we will be now partner with them through April 2025. And that was really nice from a business owner standpoint, because now I can kind of like sit back, relax, just do the work for them and not have to worry about negotiating. negotiating new deals or anything like that. I used to like having negotiations each year to see like, okay, you know, how much has our game stepped up? Like, what's our new deal going to be like, you know, and renegotiating that all the time. But that was also when we had a lot less overhead. Now we have these full-time employees and we're, again, investing into high quality, high resource people. We need cash up front. When I was younger and scrappy and resourceful, you know, I was like, I'm going to help build this company that I'm working with. So like, give me equity in the company. Give me high CPAs. I don't want cash up front because I don't need it right now. Now we're at a point where we have a lot of expenses. So when I think of those deals, I think of safety, I think of making sure that we have the finances to continue funding us for the long term. So that deal was really, really uh, beneficial for me, just like peace of mind and to make sure that our business can obviously continue through the next couple of years. And then the last big win, I would say, is pretty much just growing our team. Right now we have myself, Tony, JL, Gut, Sexy, JMO, other people that are not necessarily like core members are here full time. Uh, but still help to us and do like great work for us. Like Joe with the vlogs and we have Will helping out with big content and like Jack and, and Casey from uh snapback help us do a bunch of like trivia stuff. So, you know, we've been slowly growing the team and I think we're doing it in the right effective way that we'll just continue to kind of, pile on top of itself and we'll continue to see more and more good results from it. I don't remember where I left off. This is the next day. and Yes, I'm still wearing this hat. If it's below 40 degrees, this is not coming off my head. Gut came into the office. I hadn't seen him in a couple weeks. He had surgery, you know, so I was happy. And then I forgot that I had to film the rest of this. So now we continue 24 hours later with a new outlook and perspective on life. Speaking of, let's move to the L's that we took this year. Now, I will say this. Most of the bad things that happen nowadays, I, I realize that they 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 tend to project me further. Every time something bad or traumatic happens, it unlocks a side of me that I didn't know was there or that i didn't know i can get to or maybe i didn't know i can get to but i didn't know that this was the way that was going to get me there right this is the thing so while bad things are never fun in the moment they're always the thing that make you grow as a person i know it's so fucking cliche but the last few years have been the biggest example for me of this being the case so it doesn't feel like this year this literally feels like three years ago at this point but in the beginning of this year i had to let some full-time employees go from the company which is always a you know a terrible thing it was the first time i've ever had to do that and hopefully the last time i'll ever have to do that but that was the least fun thing that i've ever done Probably in my life. The conversations were hard. The aftermath was excruciating. It was tough. But on the heels of that, I would say I'm a much, much better and stronger leader and person because of what happened after that and what happened because of it. So I grew a ton throughout that experience. And anyone who's had to go through that, anyone as a business leader, or even in a lower level of like content creation, you're constantly looking to people to add to your team. And most of the time they're like smaller level contractors. And it's uncomfortable all the time, right? Even if you hire an editor for like a couple couple weeks or a month telling them that their work is not up to par or telling them that it's not going to work out it's not the direction you want to go down is a really tough conversation to have but when you start to pile those conversations up it's about respecting yourself and it's about living up to the standard that you want to be at those difficult conversations happen because you respect yourself. Because you're going to say, I'm not living at this standard that other people are okay living at. I'm not going to settle there. And this is for everything. I'm not, This is for relationships, for people you work with. This is for all around life. I'm not going to settle there. So therefore, the way to get through this is to have the tough conversation with those other people saying, you're either going to get up to my level or we're not going to we're not going to do this thing together anymore. So, on the, on the heels of these bad traumatic events are always like a, a a grown ass version of you. Those those difficult events are where you really earn your stripes. You you can't you can't read about that shit. You can't think you know about it cuz you listen to podcasts. You can't think you're ready for it because you heard somebody else go through it you got to go through it and it's got to fucking hurt and you got to go through the pain. And on the other side of that pain is a very, very, very strong version of you. So that was L and major L number one and easily the biggest L of the year. Um, but again, I I think realistically it turned into one of the biggest dubs of, of the year as well. And I think most L's do, except for this one. I don't really go to the gym at all. This is actually the first year. I, I shouldn't say I don't go to the gym really at all because I don't, I literally don't have a gym membership anymore, which is the first time in probably 10 years. I was so into going to the gym when i was like 21 probably as soon as i got to college all the way up until like when covid hit i was someone that went to the gym 5 to 6 times a week it was a huge part of my life and now i don't really go anymore i work out maybe 2 to 3 times a week at home and they're not like super intense workouts anymore they just have kind of like went by the wayside i would rather use my I'm someone that believes, you know, you got like an energy tank at the beginning of the day where you can use it throughout any different avenue in your life. Right. You could use it towards physical energy. And I know a lot of people are like going to the gym and working out. You know, it gives you more energy. I think there's some truth to that. I think it gives you confidence, which might be able to give you energy. But I think in a given day, you have so much output that you can give to the world. And I now where I'm at in my life, and this wasn't always the case, but it's just where I am. It's just, right. This is self-awareness This is me knowing myself. I like to put almost all of my energy into work. Right. I'll wake up. And I'll say, like, okay, over the next two hours, I can either get ready for this video I'm about to make, I can either create something, or I could work out. My mindset right now, and has been for the last few years is to go into creation mode. So I'm a different person than I was a few years ago and I'm okay with that. But I also know objectively I should be working out more. So that's not great. And it's been something I've been getting a little bit better at now. Uh, You know, we're into the new year and I think I've worked out maybe like four out of the seven days. So that means I probably won't work out for another week or so. And then I'll pretend to get back onto the grind for like two days and then I'll not work out for seven days. But here we are. Okay, so those are the long-winded dubs and L's. I think the rest of the video will be more quick, hard-hitting, award ceremony type Shits, so let's jump into social media growth. We have the main fantasy YouTube channel, which is our main like BDGE fantasy football, went from 90,000 subscribers up to around 117,000 subscribers, where it's at now. The BDGE trivia channel, which we launched in July, which is what six months ago or so, is up near 32,000 subscribers right now. So that was fresh, that was brand new. So that's really, really good growth, obviously, within a six month period. We have the BDGE TikTok, which was at 625,000 ish to start the year, dumped down to 575,000 ish uh, within about a month. And now we're back up to over, I think, 650,000 subscribers. So we dipped about 50,000 and then gained 75,000. So we're going in the right direction right now. But all in all, it was almost a wash. My personal TikTok, my personal accounts, I don't try to grow any of my personal stuff. Like I don't make content to grow on Instagram or Twitter or anything like that. My personal TikTok did jump up from about ten thousand to sixty thousand, kind of on accident my personal tiktok grew to ten thousand just because i was a part of bdge and and then i started making there was a video i wanted to make that i just thought was funny about new york city and it was like uh seven things to know if you're moving to new york city so i was like i'm gonna make a few more of these i got some other like funny tips or pieces of advice for people moving to new york and i made like five or six of those and they all started going viral they just started kind of popping off and i grew a following from that of tiktok but i never did it to actually grow i guess it was cool that it grew but this year when to be focusing on is more creator focused content so I'm going to try to grow my own personal stuff probably just TikTok for the most part and the big content YouTube from a point of view or from an angle of helping creators but I don't like trying to grow my personal stuff I don't want to like put myself in a box to feel like I need to create now or I need to put a certain number of videos or I need to put out a certain type of videos I grew through doing New York City type content I don't do any fantasy content on my main channel and then it's like I want to do more creator focused content and it's like a mix so I try not to get myself in a, in a mindset where I'm like well I have to do do this now because I grew doing this kind of stuff, so so I don't really take my personal stuff seriously because I do enough of that. I express enough of myself, content-wise, through like BDGE's channel that I never feel like I need to approach it from a growth standpoint on my personal stuff. Let's see. Let's get a best and worst fantasy or NFL takes. I actually didn't write any down for fantasy, not because I didn't have any, but because I probably had too many. I was really in on Deshaun Watson this year. Drafted him in a dynasty startup. I drafted him in a really important redraft league. Think in a bull prediction video, I said he was going to be a top three quarterback drafted next year in fantasy. So that wasn't great. Yeah, I said a lot of dumb shit, but I did say some good stuff. I made a rookie focus video right after the NFL draft. I made a video that was like the must draft rookies for your, you know, your rookie draft or your dynasty team. And I excluded all like the obvious dudes, right? Like all the guys that were like top five of like, of course you're going to pick them if you're up there. So I went with dudes being drafted to the back half of the first round and later. And I absolutely. Hit this the fuck out of the park. If you look at this list, Don Kincaid, Devon Achan, Sam Laporta, Kendra Miller, Josh Downs, Rashi Rice, Jane Reed, Michael Wilson, Tyler Scott. Yeah, there are some misses, but in terms of like second, third, and fourth round picks, you cannot, if you can find a video with a better hit rate on dudes that were not assured to be hits than this fucking list right here, I will Venmo you a hundred bucks right now. If you drafted your rookie draft based on just this list, you'd be sitting motherfucking pretty speaking of that the first video i made right before the nfl season kicked off was late round stashes puka top of the fucking list so that was a hit but if you want to see any really really bad takes all you got to do is watch pretty much any video that i put out from uh june through august let's move on to my favorite content creators of the year i have like six or seven of them and i'll go through them quickly alex hermosi he is atop top of the list i absolutely fucking love his podcast if, if you're into business If you're into marketing, if you're into branding, if you're into being a creator, if you're into like mindset and self-improvement and positive mindset, Alex Ramosi, without a doubt, tops the list. He's already wildly popular, but he will be like probably the most popular creator, I think, over the next five years. He is uh, incredible. And most people like myself surpass him when you're swiping on TikTok and see his stuff. I like his long form stuff. His podcast is my preferred form of consumption. He looks like a crazy person. He's got long hair. He's like really, really jack. So he kind of looks like an asshole, but he is awesome. He is awesome. I promise. Give him a chance if you are into this type of content and you will fall in love with him very quickly. Really, really, really down to earth, practical, practical, practical business advice that you will, I'm telling you, you'll fall in love with very quickly. Couple comedians, Shane Gillis obviously tops the list. And these are guys that I discovered this year and really got into their content this year. So some of you guys might've known these guys from three, four years ago. I'm not saying they popped off this year. I'm just saying they enter my minefield this year and I got really into them this year. So Shane Gillis and, uh, and Stavi stavi from Town from the Town podcast. He does a lot of like individual stand-up now. One of my favorite TikTok follows is this guy named Ashwin. I think his TikTok name is Ashwin Brand Biz Marketing. He is like a genius branding content creator. He'll look at designs of different brands and tell you why it's good, why it's bad, like redesigns, why it hit, why it didn't. It's just really, really interesting stuff. I think he does it so well. He looks at logos. He looks at brand templates and, and brand guidelines. And he talks about how and why things work together really well from a branding standpoint. And I want to show the girl out there some love too so uh kelly roach is a fucking girl boss business minded uh she used to be an nfl cheerleader but now she just runs a massive like coaching consulting client run business for people so kelly roach again mindset business whatever if you're into that type of stuff check out kelly roach greg eisenberg is one of my favorite follows just on twitter in general uh, another business creator economy type beat. gary v as always he will be number one on this list he's always been on my list so he's not new to me this year shouldn't be new to you either but just, you know, I can't do this video without shouting out Gary B. And last dude up on this list. You thought I wasn't going to go the whole video without talking about Mabu. Lil Mabu, the king of New York. He's like this 18-year-old rapper who went to school in the Upper East Side. this really rich school. And why I love him, this is not a joke. This is not a joke. He's literally one of my favorite content creators. He's a rapper. And the reason I say content is because he makes music videos for his songs that are amazing he pushes the boundaries he's like single-handedly gonna bring back the music video he's super dope he's like if any of y'all watch shameless carl carl from shameless little white boy little brother if he became a big time rapper that's what little mabu would be he's a genius content creator his music is also fucking really 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 good but i love that he's just himself and i love that he's pushing the boundaries with the creativity of his songs his wordplay and more importantly the visuals that you see on screen go watch any of his music videos that he's made over the last like year or so and you'll be like holy fuck like he cares about his craft he cares about his art he cares about being an individual he inspires himself you could tell like he does not take inspiration for his creativity for his videos for the things that he makes from other people like he you could tell that it comes from an internal place and i respect the shit out of it. favorite newsletters would be creator hooks it's a simple newsletter that hits your inbox every monday and it goes through five viral youtube videos breaks down the title mechanism why that title is so successful and it basically formulates it so that you could use that same title and transfer it over to your niche or your industry so i'll link that newsletter i also like this other newsletter called i don't even know how to say it a r i y h i don't know if it stands for something it fucking has to i guess the slogan is three minute practical marketing recommendations from the latest scientific research and each week it'll email you out like something where it goes in depth based on scientific research of like why you should be pricing your products at 99 cents instead of a dollar or vice versa, whatever it is, based on this very, very hard scientific research that was conducted recently. It's really cool, they're really bite-sized, they're really like practical little pieces of advice that are not like major, but very interesting. My favorite podcast episode, speaking of content creators, is Alex Hermozzi featured on Danny Miranda's podcast. And Danny is a uh, friend of mine. He does a podcast. I didn't put him on my favorite creator list because I've known Danny for, uh, I think, a couple of years now. His episode with Alex Hermozzi is by far and away my favorite podcast episode of the year, possibly of all time. I don't remember. I've been listening to podcasts for a long time, but it is so, so fucking good. If you haven't listened to it, I'll link all this stuff down below. My favorite products of the year. Uh, we're going to break this up into hardware and then software. Hardware is DJI Bluetooth mics. These things are smooth. These things are perfect. These things are flawless as it pertains to Bluetooth mics. You can plug them into your camera. You can plug them into your phone. They are plug and play. They are so easy to use. You can record straight to the device and upload the audio there. But if it's plugged into your phone or your camera, then that will pick up the audio all the way up to like, I think a hundred yards or maybe even more than that. Maybe way more than that. I don't even know are so worth the money. Manfrotto tripods. If you're looking for a budget friendly, really, really good tripod, the Manfrotto tripods that we are using currently on this camera, as well as all the ones around in the studio right now. The reason I love them They're not like much sturdier than any normal like $50 to $70 tripod, but they have this ball mechanism. Pause, slide it back, and you're able to move it around in any such angle. And it's just really, really, really smooth. I'm a big fan of that product. My last item on this list, is hoka shoes because i was going to get to my favorite exercise you know i said that i don't really go to the gym anymore walking walking has become such a big part of my fucking life every day that it's like above 45 degrees out i try to get outside first thing in the morning and go for a very long walk and hoka h-o-k-a shoes are the most comfortable walking, running exercise shoes I've ever put on, like bar none. And I know a lot of people get into exercise shoes and like, oh, they're so comfortable. They're really, most of the time they're not, right? Like after like three goes, you're like, ah, these are actually not that comfortable. Hoka feels like you were walking on fucking clouds. And I mean that substantially. I love Hoka shoes. I love my Crocs too, though. Let's move to software. We'll start with a free one. ThumbsUp.tv, straight up. up. ThumbsUp.tv is a site that you could use to upload your thumbnail as well as put in a title, and it shows you exactly how it looks on YouTube on every different device, platform, or angle. So the main screen, the browse screen, the side screen, whatever. That's a really, really good good one. CapCut, my my favorite editing editing software that I was introduced to this year. It's not not just the mobile mobile editing software. You could actually use it on desktop now. It's not as high of a learning curve as like Premiere Pro, which has way more effects to it, but it's way better than like an iMovie that really has nothing going on. Next up, we got an app called Opal. O-P-A-L. So if any of y'all are fucking just getting addicted to your phone and technology to a very, very high negative degree like myself, Opal allows you to group apps on your phone like social media apps whatever kind of apps you want that you can't get off of and you group them and then you can hit like start session and it will block those apps like you literally cannot get into those apps and you could put settings they have different like difficulty levels where it's like easy normal whatever and you could there's a setting on there where it's like Do not let me open this app no matter what. Like you can't cancel the session. It will block the app for good for however many, however long you want to put on. You can put it for 10 minutes. You can put it for two hours, whatever it is. Doing this first thing in the morning has been really, really beneficial. So when you get up, when you want to check your phone first, don't do that. Hit Opal, three hours, boom, book that off for some creative time. When you wake up, you should let some shit out of you before you start taking things in. Okay, that's how you get like a pure creative mindset. That's how you get a pure creative standpoint, letting things out before you let them in. So opal is awesome. What else we got on here? Favorite exercise already said walking. Walking is a new walking is a new bodybuilding. Best Marg I had this year, Chapel Bar. It's in the Fotografiska Museum in Chelsea 9.5 favorite new hobby is just design in general i'm talking graphic i'm talking home i'm talking office i've spent half of my day in photoshop i designed my apartment which i finally got it to like a nice homey cozy place that i i like to go back to the new office uh i can't wait to see the design of it i designed this whole studio which looks pretty cool in my opinion. The rest of the office looks like a shit show, but it's not bad for someone who's never done anything like that. But I'm kind of obsessed with it. I I love design. I love looking at lighting and spacing and slightly improving things. Just design is cool because it's like, it is definitely a way to express yourself because it's like this idea of putting these things together to emit a certain energy. You know what I mean? Design matters so much. When you walk into a place, if the design's fucked up, it's going to feel weird. But if you do it well, it's going to feel awesome and it's going to feel inviting and it's going to feel comfortable and it's going to feel like it's good energy. And that's, that's why I really fuck with design. And I would say, you know, when you find something weird or new like that, that you're like really interested in, man, don't fight it. Let that shit engulf you. That's how you find what you love in life, man. When you have a weird obsession with something, when you find yourself reading forums, you find yourself shopping all the time for certain shit. If you find yourself like doing whatever, read books, listen to podcasts, watch YouTube videos on it, man. Like really, really engulf yourself in that and you really never know what's gonna come from it. Favorite TV shows. I think it was a good year for TV. I don't think it was great and I'm probably missing a ton of them, but these are the ones I could think of off the top of my head. Uh, The Last of Us I thought was awesome. Succession, The Bear, I Think You Should Leave shrinking, the fall of the House of Usher, silo uh blue eye samurai shout out to some animation shit i never really watched that but i really really enjoyed that show jury duty i thought that was great and then moving on to favorite movies No, i do not watch a lot of movies i went to the movie theater maybe twice this year we saw godzilla which i thought was okay and uh and that might have been the only time i've been to the movie theater this year i think i saw smile too but i don't remember if that was 2023 or 2022 so i had to like google best movies of 2023 and like cross-reference whether or not i've seen any of them the only ones i saw on any list that were good were A horror movie called Talk to Me which I thought was fucking awesome. And then the movie Air about Michael Jordan. But like normally those movies are not like top of the year type movies. I just didn't watch a lot of movies this year. So if you got any suggestions for me, let me know. So that my 2024 recap could be a lot better than this. Favorite new bands or artists? So I'm obsessed with this band 49th and Maine. I think are these two like either Scottish or Irish kids that are super dope. Check out Human Condition, Habits, Upside Down. Start with with those three if you're gonna listen to them and then let me know how you feel about them. And then we can go from there. That was all I had on my list. So I hope you guys enjoyed. I'll probably do another one next year. Let me know what categories you'd like to see. And I'd like to hear some of y'all's recaps uh, from last year as well. Any of the categories that I listed, you can hit down below. inside words I said I felt, I felt. Cause we all say things we we should always feel so.